0: Too weird. I'm not being weird. Good morning. <laughs> I, <just laughs> I try to avoid weirdness if I can. That's great. There's another pop-up.
1: Yeah, let to say you just froze.
0: It did. You know what it is? It's, I'm looking at it. There's a pop-up in my bottom window. Yep, as soon as you
1: got rid of it. it went
0: away. I'm getting rid of it now. There it is. Okay. That's something that Facebook is doing. I have no idea. Well it is officially 9:30. Good morning to everyone uh, who is going to be joining us online. Uh, thanks for being here this morning for Sunday school. We have a few moments for housekeeping, but what we'll do to allow people to get on this morning is to play some music from the praise division of our church, Better by Hezekiah Walker. I think it's a new song of his, but I'm going to play that for you right now while we allow people to go ahead and get on. Thank you.
1: Here's a walker. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Maybe
0: Got to get better. Better by Hezekiah Walker. I think that's a new song. I'm not 100% sure of that, but uh, it uh, certainly fits the, the mood of the day, the time that we're living in, where it's very easy to be uh, put down or brought down as far as your emotions, your feelings, feeling, though, that things are, are becoming more and more difficult, more and more hopeless. Um, but God does not want us to dwell on any hopelessness because he is our hope and just as in what scripture what scripture tells us and reminds us all the time is that um, the world that we live in is not the final destination the final destination is a relationship because of our relationship with him our final destination is in uh, being with him and fellowshipping with him and being with him for all eternity and that is From that statement alone, it's got to get better because it is going to be better, and so we always draw upon our hope in that way. A quick uh, shout-out to uh, Roscoe, uh, who has a video uh, online that uh, was posted early this morning um, in reference to, um, I would call it an essay, a video essay on racism uh, coming from his own words, his own heart, and the scriptural references that he makes, I I uh, suggest you take the time and tune into that and uh, check that out on your own. Um, I think it's very important for people to be able to speak their own hearts and minds about matters of the day that really bring them um, the spirit leading them to speak out and speak up about those things. And certainly it is a topic that uh, all of us have been dealing with in one way, shape or form um, um, he dealt with it with a video essay, and, and I appreciate him doing that. And I think that that's a uh, – appreciate him as an elder taking the, the time to do that as well too because I know he's wanted to do this for quite a while. I also will say that um, we're all dealing with this from a standpoint of uh, <clears throat> perhaps the companies we work with or jobs we work with. There are serious discussions right now making sure that we talk about matters of diversity and uh, inclusion and I'm, I'm involved in one of those discussions right now at my own job. And I, I pray that um, the progress that is being made right now because of what God is doing to his people and what God is paving the way for, for people who in this generation really do care about that subject, that we take full advantage of that and use that for God's glory. And it's not for personal glory. It is for God's glory. Uh, but the bottom line is that we need to make sure that that is being uh, conveyed uh, when we have those conversations. First of all, convey it to, directly to him. I um, want to make sure that we are aware of some things that are different this week. First of all, Sunday school is going to be probably for the indefinite, uh, immediate future. Rather indefinitely, we'll always be online. Uh, it's going to be one of those things we have to uh, continue to do and, and continue to make sure that we don't lose emphasis and, and lose any steam on that. Um, I highly encourage you or anyone who... You know, if you if they have the ability to get online and look at Sunday school, then please encourage them to do so. I also want to mention that um, this morning at church, we will be in the building. Uh, we are back in the building for church. Um, I don't know what happened last week because I wasn't here, uh, but uh, I'm going to trust that because the weather has been cooler and there is a change in temperature, it's a little bit cooler in the morning. And today I don't think it's going to get a very Warm at all, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not really sure what the temperature is going to be, but um, mid 50s is kind of cool. So we're in the building today. There are some protocols that must be followed for going in the building. First of all, if you're not feeling well, please stay home. Secondly, if you come to the building today, you must have a face covering or a mask. It is required indoors at all times. There is no, it doesn't matter if you're social distancing or if you're doing anything. uh, staying away from people. You have to wear a mask inside the building at all times. Um, there will be social distancing and assigned seating. There will be temperature checks when you enter the building. When you come to the building, you have, you'll you have your temperature checked just to verify that you are indeed doing well. Um, but please make a note of all of these things. And um, the time in the building is going to be limited. So it should be a um, couple of praise songs, a message, uh, a song to close, and then a departure. And the departure, well, we would ask that you just follow instructions as you when you come in the building, as far as how that goes about. Um, fellowship time, getting together with people, we are we are highly recommending that you do that outside of the building uh, once you exit today. So those are all the things that you need to be aware of for those who are coming to Akron to go to church. Uh, first of all, the good news is that you'll be a little bit warmer. You won't be. Uh, uncomfortable. We won't be doing the drive-in service today, but we will have some protocols indoors that you have to follow uh, in order to make sure that this works out well. And so we'll, uh, and inc- we're going to encourage anyone who does not want to come to church that to tune in online uh, for our version of the live stream of the worship service, which supposedly will start around 11 o'clock. Um, Lynn and I have to get down there and get set up and be able to put that together. So. We'll cover as much as that as we can uh, when we get down there. Please remember your tithes and offerings. Please remember them from the standpoint of making sure that you're continuing to contribute um, to the Lord's coffers. Let's put it that way. He doesn't need our money, but we do appreciate the fact that uh, there are instances where we need to have money to have certain things done, perhaps a benevolent situation, and of course we have to pay the bills too. Please remember if you are mailing your check, uh, Akron Alliance Fellowship, uh, the, and the address is 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. And uh, I believe there will be a, a collection box in the church today for those who are coming to Akron, uh, similar to what we had already when we had the drive-in service. So please make a note of that as well, too. That covers the business at hand. We have a very... Uh, Short but great passage to cover in the book of Galatians, chapter 5. So what we're going to do is we're going to... I'm just mentioning the passage so you can get ready to turn to it. Galatians 5, verses 16 through 26. Galatians 5, verses 16 through 26. With that in mind, let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. We're going to go ahead and get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to get together and, Lord, whether we're by ourselves or we're in, we are collectively together as a group here online, and we thank you for that opportunity to be able to do this very thing. We thank you for your very presence. Lord, we pray that you allow us now to quiet our spirits, to be able to hear you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your very presence this morning. We thank you for all that you're doing for us personally. We thank you for all those things that you're doing for us to keep us safe. We thank you for the covering that we have over our households, over ourselves individually, over our church. We just thank you. And Lord, it's been a very, very interesting year, to say the least. Lord, you're certainly aware that we've had some people from our church who are no longer here with us. And we do pray for those families right now. As a reminder, not to forget about them at all, but to remember that, Lord, we want them to experience your care and your comfort at this tough time. Lord, we just thank you for um, prayers, as we had mentioned online, for Justin, um, who uh, had a bad fall and is hopefully recovering uh, from a brain injury. We pray that you'll just help him through this situation, Lord, and help the entire family recognize your healing presence. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. We thank you that you'll just bless us and keep us, bless us and keep us and our families. And, Lord, we lift up to you also those people that we are in our lives who do not have a personal relationship with you. And, Lord, there are many, and you are aware of each and every one of them down to the uh, most intricate details as to who those people are. Lord, we lift those people to you that we know that don't know you, that you will touch them that you'll speak to them through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we just thank you for the good result. Lord, we know that there is a better place waiting for us. We thank you for that reminder from the music this morning. Things are going to get better. We just give you praise and thanks, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Galatians chapter 5, verses 16-26. through 26. And thank you, Ann, for joining us. Uh, Zeta Zannie Wilkins is watching. Thank you for being here this morning. Uh, Angie, thanks for being here. We just want to give quick shout-outs. We won't do that the entire time here. Beverly, good morning. Uh, We appreciate you being here. Um, You're typing hello. Thank you. Um, But turn to uh, Galatians 5, verses 16 through 26. It's only like 10 verses, 10, 11 verses here. but. They are rich um, and they have a lot of material here and we want to go ahead and get started since it's about 944 right now. Um, I'm going to read the passage uh, from the New Living Translation. I've kind of been uh, dwelling on the New Living Translation because of the readability of the text. Um, We ask that you follow along in your own version, Um, but uh, it's it's a great passage and you'll find out why when we get further into this. So let's start at the top, verse 16 in Galatians 5, and I'll read down to verse 26. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Remember that part. We'll come back to that. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, Jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, I have, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, or provoke one another, or be jealous of one another. Okay, now need to provide some context if you've not been with us before. We've been going through Galatians for a few weeks now, and I want to make sure that it, I emphasize for the purposes of making sure that all of us here understand what he's saying in this section. We're in chapter 5, but notice that Paul, in speaking to the Galatian church and the Galatian people, has been really trying to help them get through a situation where they're going through a lot of turmoil. And the turmoil simply is that there are people within the church, the Jewish members, we'll call them the Judaizers, who were fixed upon making sure that the Galatians uh, followed the law, the old Jewish law, the law that was uh, in place already, which involved circumcision, and they were making it pretty much a requirement for the Galatian church, which, of course, was not Jewish. They were um, certainly not uh, of the Jewish uh, family. So the bottom line is that they were trying to get them to look at the emphasis of following the law in their salvation. When, and in fact, they were putting it upon them to make sure that they followed the law because it was their salvation. And Paul was clearly teaching to them that that is not the case at all. And I think that Paul went back and forth saying and kind of criticized the Galatians a little bit going through this. At the same time, um, was being more sensitive to the fact that they were being deceived within their own midst by people who were emphasizing the law. So remember the law reference here as we go further down in the passages, because it gives greater context when you look at verse 18 and also again at verse 23. Because if you leave that out, you kind of need to understand that there is a context here that is being done. We very often refer to verses like Galatians 5, 22, and 23. And we sometimes wonder, is there something being left out here about the law? Well, the, no, the law is referring specifically to the communication that Paul is having with the Galatians. And so we need to refer back to that and remember that as we look at these things, where Paul is telling the Galatians, we don't need the law anymore. The law is no longer necessary. It's not worthy of your spending time with. Don't get off track. Don't lose your focus. So let's go back to the top, verses 16 through 18, and look at uh, the passage again. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, and you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. So we have warring spirits. The Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires these two forces are constantly fighting each other do you ever feel that way uh, you should because it's very true you're you're at a constant scuffle and that what it's saying here at the end of verse 17 you're not free to carry out your good intentions because these forces uh, frankly forces of good versus evil are fighting each other but look at it again in verse 18 but when you are directed by the spirit you are not under obligation to the law of moses And what he's saying here is that your indwelling of the Holy Spirit is all that you need. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. And because you have that law residing within you through the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not under obligation to the old law of Moses. We have a new covenant uh, in our faith with Jesus Christ. The old covenant is no longer a valid covenant to follow. The example has already been set. Now let's get back to this section of the passage Need, you always need to remember that the Holy Spirit desires to lead you lead you in your uh, faith walk of faith in your in your time when you're looking to the Lord he wants to lead you now one thing that's really important for you to understand here though is that we you obviously understand that there is a battle between good versus evil the spirit is the one who helps you overcome this it's important for you to make sure that you are not confusing your subjective feelings with the Spirit's leading. In other words, don't leave it up to what your conscience is telling you, but leave it up to the Spirit to help you through situations like this because sometimes what happens is the evil uh, part of us sometimes wants to do things on our own without consulting with the Lord. And the Lord is saying, you know, it might be a really good idea for you to consult with me and make sure that the direction that you're following is the direction that I would have you to follow. So you always need to make sure that you're being ready to hear the Spirit, be ready to obey God's Word, be ready to hear and be sensitive and discern between your personal feelings and His promptings, His being the Spirit's promptings, because that's what's really, really important right now for all of us as believers. Uh, I have... Uh, I'm not going to emphasize it too much today not to take up a lot of time, but I have really been encouraging people and, and uh, people all around me, and I just share it freely based upon what the Spirit discerns me to share. But it's really important for you to not take the word of everything that you see or hear on the street, on TV, in the news. You need to have discernment. And one of the things that's really important for us to do is to discern what is truth. And if you're really listening to the spirit and letting him speak to you, he's going to help you with this discernment. He's going to help you with being able to reconcile and deal with what's going on right now. Hezekiah Walker's song about better, the the song titled Better, is very, very true. Things are going to get better. And sometimes we just have to not look at the present, but look at the future and look at what is most important. If there are things in our lives right now that are doing nothing but tearing us down, We don't need to dwell on those things that are tearing us down. We need to dwell on those things that are building us up. And Jesus Christ is our hope. He is our ever-present hope. He is our ever-present help. Those are the things that we need to be dwelling on. So if you're dwelling on what the Spirit is saying, if you're dwelling on what God's Word is saying, which requires what? Reading and studying every day. God's Word. And sometimes we need help with that. Sometimes we need help with making sure that we're staying on course with our reading and studying. But if we have the Word in front of us, if we're allowing the Spirit to work, um, the love of Christ is going to overshadow everything that's going on right now. And that's something that's very important for us to see. And I'm I'm just going to challenge you just to keep focusing on those very things because there are going to be a lot of things that are going to try to distract you and keep you off balance, notwithstanding, of course, and, and also including your own selfish desires. You know, I want to do this right now. I want to go and, and get something done right away. I want to do whatever it is. The bottom line is that you need to make sure that you have a distinction between what the Spirit is saying to you and what your own subjective feelings are saying to you. That's something that's very important here. That's what's really going to help us moving forward as we mature in our faith in Jesus Christ. And And I keep saying mature, and I have said mature, Maturity usually is given, um, a statement is given to people who are not new, or who are new believers or maybe not seasoned believers. Well, the reality is we all need to mature more and more as we get older. We're still maturing. Let's put it this way. If you're still sinning, if you're still stumbling, if you're still having issues with obedience to God, you haven't matured as much as you can. Um, so guess what? That's, that that applies to all of us. That applies from uh, the pastor on down in the church. Anybody who's a church person, they'll know what I mean. You can you can come to church and pretend all you want to that you are doing great, doing wonderful, but you know how you are doing with the Lord if you're being honest with yourself. We are all still maturing. We are all still dealing with these evil desires. And we're going to get to that in the next part of the passage here. This is the part that nobody wants to talk about, but we all know that... There are things that we are doing that we shouldn't be doing, and we know that. And we, if we're being honest with ourselves, we understand that. And I, I trust that you are being honest with yourself. The Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. And thank goodness for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the distinction that believers have between a believer and a non-believer. Non-believers do what? Act according to the flesh. They do not act according to the Spirit because the Spirit is not dwelling within them. So they're doing that very thing. They're making sure that they are uh, living according to their own selfish desires, their own feelings, or I want to do this, I feel this way, and therefore I'm, being, I'm validating uh, my situation because of that. And that's not what the Spirit wants for us to do. not about feelings. It's about facts. It's about faith. It's about understanding that those things are, being, are, are very necessary for us. Faith and facts, meaning God's Word, to help us to be able to deal with the situation today. So please keep that in mind. And I I trust that believers understand that we have a lot of work to do. We are still growing. We are still maturing. We still have a lot of stuff that we have to deal with. So let's take a look at those things we have to deal with, starting in verse 19. And there's a lot. And it's interesting that this laundry list, this checklist that paul gives to us he's giving to the galatian church because he wants them to to remind them of where they came from where they are right now and what they need to do to overcome these things when you follow the desire, starting verse 19 again back in galatians chapter 5 when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the results are very clear sexual immorality impurity lustful pleasures idolatry sorcery hostility quarreling jealousy outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. That laundry list of things that we need to avoid and stay away from and abstain from are all things that do what primarily? Well, they're, of course, they're sinful. And there are desires that we have in our hearts, but it doesn't mean we need to act on those things that are happening. We have temptation, we have the nature of temptation, but God has promised us and reminds us that we have a way out of this temptation if we just seek after Him and look for that way. And there's many ways that we can avoid. You know, sometimes, you know, we were told sometimes when it comes to parties, don't go to parties because you wild parties especially because you'll get yourself in trouble just by showing up. There are little things that we need to observe here when it comes to our faith and what we should be doing. And the reminder that Paul says, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And we were all of these people at one point. Amen? We were every one of these things that were listed here. There were every single one of them. There are things that we did and were involved in. If you go back and look at your life, and, and not saying you should dwell on these things at all, but recognize that every one of these things that were talked about, that were talked about here, are things that we've been involved in at some point. Uh, you might question sorcery. Well, uh, what w- there was a time when we looked at the horoscopes. Uh, there were times when we looked at the and did those things too. So every one of these things does have application for us to remember not to do these things. And, you know, the fact is, is that we all have evil desires and we need to, we can't ignore them. But we need to make sure that we follow the Holy Spirit and make sure that we, Put these things on the cross, which we'll look at in verse 24. Put those things on the cross. Give those matters to the Lord Jesus Christ and put them on the cross. Because he knows we're going to mess up. He knows we're going to have evil desires. He knows we're going to have ways to satisfy our flesh. And so we need to make sure that we are looking at these very things. We need to deal with them. The obvious sins, you know, obvious sins are those things that are impurity, lustful pleasures. There are some sins there. Everybody's different. Envy is a very obvious sin, too. Sometimes we can envy someone else. Boy, I wish I was like that other person. Well, no, you really shouldn't wish that way. You should, do, uh, you should be exactly the way you should be uh, when it comes to uh, who God made you to be. Uh, he wants you to be yourself. He doesn't want you to envy other people. And we ought to also want to make sure that we're paying attention to those less obvious sins, um, such as selfish ambition, hatred, jealousy, Uh, Those are things that just hinder your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You are focusing completely off of him. You're not doing the things we talked about earlier. You're not focusing on his word, and you're not focusing on obedience to him. So those sins will absolutely stunt your growth in Christ. You won't grow in Christ. You won't function well in Christ if you're so tied up and worried about what other people are doing. And that's something that, unfortunately, in the body of Christ... There are huge, huge issues where people who are really caught up on what other people are doing. Focusing on what somebody else has, being jealous of them, being envious of them. Um, it's just a reality. It's just something that is really, really important for us to recognize. And we need to pray about these very things. And perhaps it's an opportunity for you, when you go back and look at this passage again in the future, that you just get down on your knees and ask the Lord for forgiveness. Because there are some things here that really, really, you know, people talk all kinds of good game, okay? But the reality is that you have to come clean with the Lord when it comes to your own personal situations. During my times of meditation, and I, and I use an app called Abide, and what it reminds you to do is to take some deep breaths. And frankly, if, are there sins in your life that you need to deal with right now before the Lord and get right before him? And make sure that you are doing all these things that are necessary to follow the Spirit and listen to the Spirit. You have to listen to the Spirit. You have to allow the Spirit to teach you and deal with these sins decisively. Um, I like that word decisively. It's something that you, it's an ongoing effort for you to just deal with these sins in a decisive manner. You do not want to let them linger. You do not want them to uh, remain in your system. And any time you have this situation, you really do need to get down your knees and ask the Lord for forgiveness and ask him to help you through these situations because if we're being honest about with ourselves, we are being tempted to sin all the time. This is this warring faction between the forces of evil and, and the forces of good, which is essentially God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, uh, the angels that help us through uh, all of these of warring factions are in place and they're at war with us to do what take us away from and help and keep us or hinder us in being productive for the Lord Jesus Christ these are all things that we have to remember and we were reminded that you cannot say in good honesty that you're going to fellowship with the Lord if you continue to live in such a way where you're doing these very things in fact I'm not getting into issues about losing your salvation because you can't lose your salvation. Once you declare that you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are indeed saved and you will have eternal life with him. But you can adversely impact your effect in the body of Christ if you are constantly dwelling in these issues, this laundry list of issues that are taking place in the passage of verses 19 through 21 you are hindering yourself, and you may be even cutting your life short. So don't do those things that are going to cut your life short. Do those things that are going to help you to get through that, uh, through uh, the situations. Get on your knees, ask for God's forgiveness, do what's necessary. Um, And the Galatians are being told this by Paul to make sure by even listing these things out, almost like a checklist for everybody, to make sure that they understand that these are things that I need to cut out of my life. I need to get hostility out of my life. Look at the look at the uh, main part in in here. You may not be chasing after women or doing stuff like that, and you know for guys like this, but you may be hostile. You may be always arguing with people. You may be jealous. You have these outbursts of anger. These are all things that need to be checked, and need to be dealt with. Selfish ambition. See, some of these things are things that are, are not necessarily explainable until they happen, but if we have these things going on where we're creating division in the church, we're envious, we're, you know, we're getting drunk, which we shouldn't be doing, of course, but some of these things are, are very, very important for us to see that you are affecting your personal relationship with Jesus Christ by continuing to dwell on these things within the passage and not taking them to God. Remember it says do it in, with decisiveness. Where In other words, you might say, Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't be doing this. And you might turn around the next day and go back and doing that very thing that you're asking for forgiveness for. You need to be decisive with it. You need to deal with it. Maybe you need to write them down. Maybe you need to come back to them and meditate over them as you're praying and looking at Scripture and giving those matters to God. And saying, I must deal with these things now and take them out of my life. And get them out of my life. And the Holy Spirit can give you what you need to do those very things. Very important for us to see that. So let's look at, let's drop down further now to the key part of the passage, which uh, I didn't want to leave this out at all, because it's very important in being able to reconcile and reckon with these very things that we're dealing with. We've talked about in the first part of the passage, the warring factions of the Spirit's, uh, the evil spirits and, and the Holy Spirit. And now we're talking about what are we dealing with? These are all things that we have to deal with when it comes to sin. So it says in verse 22, the, but the Holy Spirit, back in Galatians 5:22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Now, why are we saying about the law? This is why I said about context. We're referring to Paul speaking to the Galatians. The emphasis has been given to them over and over again that they have to follow the law, the law of Moses, the Mosaic law. But the bottom line is that they don't need to. If they are focusing on these things that are being talked about here in verse 22 and 23, there's no law against it. It has nothing to do with the, the law of Moses. And the Judaizers wanted to try to convince the Galatian church that it was all about the law. And Paul is saying, no, it's not about all about the law anymore. It's all about Christ. And all these attributes that we're talking about are fruits of the Spirit. They are spent spontaneous work of the Holy Spirit in us. If we're relying upon the Spirit, it's just natural that we're going to have these things in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Spirit is what helps us to overcome these other things that we read about in verses 19, 20, and 21. The Spirit is the, one that they, is the one that helps us with these things. The Spirit is giving us these character traits. Character traits found in the nature of Jesus Christ. These are all character traits of Christ. That's the important thing for us to see here. These things that are being listed out our character traits of Christ. Christ wants us to live in such a way where we are showing love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That was the essence of his character, his ministry on earth. He did those very things. He lived in such a way where people saw his goodness. They saw his kindness. They saw his gentleness. He was not a, a, a brazen and brash talking guy. You know, there are some people who you know, frankly, make a name for themselves because they do podcasts and they, they can they say all kinds of things and sometimes they even use foul language and you know comedians sometimes feel the need to do that because that's showing they think that's funny and that's a matter of character. But I think the best comedians are comedians who do exactly what they do to be funny, but not use foul language. Say things that are just flat out funny. Um, that's what good comedians do. That's the ones; those are the ones that are best, as far as I'm concerned. It's not about how much you can shock somebody. It's about how much you can make somebody really genuinely laugh because it's funny. Um, and you, you, you'll, you know what I mean when I say that. I'm not going to dwell on that, but that, uh, that's something that's very important for us to see. So we need to make sure that we're looking at these character traits of Christ. They are the byproducts of Christ's control. Now, we can't be good or kind or patient on our own our fleshliness prevents that frankly we have to rely upon the spirit to help us to be kind now you might argue that okay yeah there are people who don't know the lord who are also patient and kind and and good and loving and that's fine but i'm going to challenge you that that those are all still coming through the fleshliness of the individual uh it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people but it does mean that they don't have christ and what we need to understand sometimes is that Christ has to reinforce this behavior within us and help us to do these things to make sure that we are not going around him, but working through him, if you get what I'm saying. We're not going around Christ, we're working through him. We're allowing him to be the focus. When people see us, it's not just seeing Mel speaking, for example, but Christ speaking. That's what we need to understand in this whole situation we need to make sure that we are focusing on what Christ is doing. So looking at this more closely, let's go back. Um, let's take a look at John chapter 15, verses 4 and 5. John chapter 15, verses 4 and 5. We need to rely upon the Spirit not just dwelling, but growing within us, helping us to grow. And we must join our lives to his life, meaning Jesus Christ. The Spirit is the one who dwells within us, and that is allows us to do that very thing. But look what it says in John 15, verses 4 and 5. Abide in me, that's Christ speaking, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And then verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. So now Christ is saying right here in this passage that without him, you cannot abide in him and you can't bear fruit. The fruit that you bear has to be his fruit, not your so-called fruit. So people need to see the love of Christ in everything that you're doing. So that's why you need to understand that you need to dwell within Christ. We have to know Christ We have to love him. We have to remember him. We need to imitate him. These character traits in verses 22 and 23 are what we need to do to imitate Christ. And we need to understand that this, if we do these things, we are fulfilling the full intent of the law, which is now part of being in Christ, and that's to love God and love your neighbors as yourself. That's the fulfillment by living according to the Spirit in this passage. So, what do you want to develop in your life? Do you think you could use more joy in your life? Do you think you could use more patience in your life? Do you think you could use more kindness, express more kindness? Do you think you could express more goodness to other people? Can you be more faithful? Can you be more gentle? Can you exercise self-control? The very opposite of that self-control was what? Those outbursts of anger, that quarreling. So are these things that you can work on and do in your life to help you to live more of a life for Jesus Christ? These are things that we all need to take focus on. Can we do better in the spirit? And there's that word better again. Can we do better in the spirit? And the answer, of course, you can't. Is of course you can. You can do better in the spirit. When you're relying upon the spirit, he gives you exactly what you need to get better at all of these things love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. All of these things we can improve upon and we can get better on because. We are relying upon the power of Jesus Christ to get those things accomplished. And when you're living in this way, you are living in perfect harmony with the intent of God's law. All this dwelling on the law that was taking place in the Galatian church was being done more for show. It was not being done because there was a real true desire to follow Christ. And we need to understand that you're fulfilling the law by living in these ways that are being described here in this passage. So we need to understand that those things are necessary. You are, and this is not about rituals, following rituals of the law has little to do with loving Christ or loving God. Uh, They're just going through the motions. If you as a believer feel that you're going through the motions, then you're really struggling right now. So you need to stop and take a look at the fact that this life in Christ is not about going through the motions. It's about going through life in such a way where you're truly living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's drop down so we can conclude this passage here in the time remaining. Going back to Galatians 5.24. And I welcome you, if you have any questions about anything we've talked about, you're welcome to go online and ask questions. Um, This is going to be online available later You can go back and review it as well too and just ask questions within the comments and we'll be happy to try to answer those questions for you. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Why would he say that at the end? The emphasis is there because there's got to be an issue in the church where people are jealous, they're provoking people, they're not living in such a way where they're truly living according to the Spirit. And guess what? That's true for all of us, too. Uh, We need sometimes reminders, uh, even within the passage itself, to remind us to not treat people in a certain way. That was a great sermon today, Pastor Gus. That was a great sermon today. Go outside and start snapping at people and living outside of what you were just being taught in the church uh, because we forget that quickly because the flesh gets involved. So we need to understand that the spirit wants us, he's interested in every part of our lives. Submit to him. Submit every aspect of your life to the Holy Spirit. Submit to him. Live in such a way where you're looking at looking at every allowing God to look at every aspect of our life. Our emotional aspect, our physical aspect, our social aspect, our intellectual aspect, our vocational aspect, the work that we do, the things that we do, we, even if we're not employed, there are still things that we're doing uh, in the nature of what God empowers us to do through uh, gifts and talents. The bottom line is that he wants to be involved in all aspects of your life. Paul says that we, because we are saved, we should live like we're saved. And if we're living like we're saved, we're allowing the Spirit to be involved in all parts of our life. Don't let anything or anyone else determine your values and standards in this area of your life or any area of your life. The standard that you follow is the standard of the Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I mention this because there is such a thing called compromise. Some of us will compromise for the sake of uh, interpersonal relationships with people, fellowshipping with people perhaps we shouldn't even be with. Because we think that it's important to do so. These are all things we need to keep in mind as we look at this stuff. Okay. So let's not become conceited. We don't need approval from others. We don't need to... We're not in popularity contests. Because those things are not following the Spirit. Our flesh... We are at war with the Spirit. Our flesh is indeed at war. Just like it says at the top of the passage... And if you're in a popularity contest, you are now dealing with fleshliness uh, times 10. You've got to deal with those issues. Um, It's not about how important you are. It's most important that you are following Christ. Amen and amen. Following Christ. It's not about looking at other people and saying, well, that person is doing more than me. I don't want anybody to look at me like that. I really don't. I don't think it's appropriate for you to look at me like that. I, I don't, I'm doing what I'm called to do. But what I'm doing is nothing special in the body of Christ. It's just doing what I'm called to do. You do what you're called to do. You encourage other people. You speak to other people. You talk to other people. You pray with other people. The most important thing you can do is pray with people. Sometimes that's much more important than what anybody else is doing at the time because prayer is a direct communication with the Lord. If you're doing that and you're seeking God and being sincere with that, that's what's most important. So by all means, uh, look at what God has given you to do and give those matters to him in totality so that there are no questions about what you should be doing. Seek him. Seek to please God. Because the approval of others aren't going to seem very important. And the bottom line is they aren't important. Uh, The most important thing is that you approve; God approves of you and what you're doing. Where it comes time when we leave here, he will be able to say the words to you without holding back, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your patience. We thank you for how you minister to us through your word. Lord, we are compelled to just seek after you and just give everything that we have to you because we don't want to be better in ourselves. We want to be better as we follow you and you teach us and you mature us and you help us to grow. Lord, we want to throw off all those things that damage our relationship with you, hinder our relationship with you, put us... For that matter, behind the eight ball, where we are not serving you and we are rendered ineffective in the body. We don't want to have that. We truly want to be used by you. Lord, help us to seek after you. And Lord, we just thank you for the good results of that. Bless us, O oh Lord, as we move forward. And Lord, we're reminded to go back and look at these passages and truly pray and seek after you. And if we, ne- if necessary, get on our knees and ask for forgiveness, and help us to turn our lives around. Lord, you've made us a new creation. We want to live as that new creation. We do truly want to throw off the old life and live the new life. We thank you. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks for being here today. We're going to sign off because it's time to go to church. And we will catch up with you, hopefully, uh, online down the road uh, for next Sunday. Uh, for those who are tuning in, of course, we're going to be in the church today in Akron. And if you are not coming, you're welcome to visit, uh, follow us online and follow the worship service uh, as we rebroadcast it or broadcast it at that point when uh, live when we get down there and get set up and do so. Thanks again, guys. We appreciate everything about um, Akron Alliance and everything about your loyalty and your prayers and your fellowship time. Bless us and keep us, and we thank you, and we'll see you next time. See you next time next week.